All right, so bonus round. Let's talk about tile placement games. You, you've been working on some of these games for, for a little bit now. And so, like, let's just get, like, a brief, like, overview. Like, what's your best tips and tricks, basically, uh, for making or designing a tile placement game? Yeah, so t- tile placement. So my, you know, my exposure to it um, has mostly been in the context of Tasty Humans has been, you know, I'm, I'm putting tiles into a grid to try to, to score different patterns based on different criteria. Um, and I think that's definitely one um, kind of style of tile placement games. Tile placement as a whole is pretty broad, right? You've got everything from like, you know, Carcassonne, where everybody's working on kind of a communal um, tile buildup to, to things that are maybe a little more puzzly. Um, but I think if we break it down to kind of the, the core game design mechanism, I think usually tile placement is something where you're playing, you know, some sort of oftentimes, you know, square or whatever tiles next to each other in a way that has some sort of interaction as a whole. Like usually they're, they're building up in some way or, or patterns are, have some meaning in the, in the goals of the game. And so, I don't know, tips and tricks about it. I I think you have to have, I think you almost want to start at kind of what is the, what what does an end game look like, right? That, that was something I thought about with Tasty Humans. Like, okay, if if the monster's stomach is filled up, what determines if they're the most satisfied monster versus you know another player? Um, and I think like because tile placement has such a it's typically building over the course of a game, right? You're usually adding and adding to something existing, thinking about that kind of final state of, you know, what will the player have accomplished over the whole game and how does that, you know, relate to their goals can help give a clear image of what needs to happen kind of at the more micro level of the individual turns. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, man. And these are and these are such interesting games. And like you said, there's so many different ways uh, to take these things and different uh, you know ways to kind of bring out more puzzle or less puzzle. You think about Carcassonne, there's only a couple of things going on there. But you think about something like Sagrada, there's, you know, a good bit more to think about. And so, like, what just kind of last follow up question? What would be your advice as far as increasing or decreasing complexity with the with these kind of games? Like, what have you found as far as like how can you make it meatier or just make it a little less meaty? Yeah, I think you have to know what type of game you're trying to make. So like, you know, sometimes you are trying to make that meteor experience and sometimes you're not. And so knowing that for sure is going to be one of those things that guides your design. Um, I think you, you got to ask yourself, what what's the mental burden you're putting on your player? You know, we, f- we found with Tasty Humans that it actually is, you know, more kind of on the medium light to medium side of those styles of games, simply because, you know, we keep dropping in these different tiles that have scoring conditions. And so as the game goes on, you have these layered different scoring conditions that you're thinking about. And so, you know, for somebody who likes kind of a little more to chew on, that's, it works really well. They kind of, you know, are thinking through all these different things at once, but to someone who maybe is looking for a much lighter game, it's a little overwhelming to be thinking about like, Oh, I've got this thing over here, but Oh, this is over here wants to do this. What's the best thing for me to do. And so I think you have to, you know, maybe a good metric for it is kind of what is the most information I'm asking my player to process at one time, you know, on a a given turn, um, you know, or to make a decision on their turn, they have whatever decisions they're they're able to make. What's the depth of information that's going to inform what a good decision is? 
Um, cause I think one of the big things that comes up in these games, um, is the whole thing of analysis paralysis, right? Um, and if the depth of what it, what could go into making a, a good decision is really deep, those players that suffer from analysis paralysis are going to go down that rabbit hole and they're going to come out, you know, 10 minutes later and everybody else is going to be on their phone. Um, which is not usually what you're striving for, uh, when you're making these types of games. Um, so I think just, uh, yeah, yeah. Looking at it from the perspective of how much information am I asking the players to process to make what would be a good decision in the game? Yeah, that's a really good point. Really good thing to uh, to think about. Well, awesome, Ryan. Man, I really appreciate your your coming on the show first of all, and then just appreciate your your feedback, your ideas on all these different uh, things. And good luck with Tasty Humans on Kickstarter right now, and everything else you got going on. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much.